boy and JMP. Thanks for coming to the podcast. We're doing this for the culture. Hope you guys enjoy the topics, which is generally speaking, the culture, rap, basketball, and just general mischief. Hey guys, welcome to episode one of the podcast. And uh, I hit you guys up on Twitter and I was basically asking, would you guys like a basketball podcast? But then I realized, me being the person that I am, I'm always sporadic, always going out of control, way off course. <laughs> There's no way I can do a podcast that's simply just basketball. It's going to have to cover rap, the culture, what's happening, um, just just what's what's going on in America. And uh, there's a lot of things going on. But this episode is going to be mainly focused on basketball. And straight off the bat, we're going to talk about how, I mean, we all know this, but uh, the Warriors are the most broken team in the NBA. Sim- simple as that. Um, I'm not sure if you guys caught it last night. It's hey, I don't blame you if if you dodged it because we all knew what was gonna happen. It's funny because there are a lot of legitimate people on Twitter, on in general that just want to believe, want to have hope. I honestly expected this series to be a sweep. I was honestly surprised that the Warriors lost a game. Um, D'Antoni made some really nice adjustments, and those adjustments clearly. Took took a nice effect, and the Warriors realized, okay, well let's let's do what we do, be busted. Clay, KD, Draymond, and the god that Curry is, and he is a god. If you if you saw that third quarter, you would realize he is a god. What this kid can do is just simply amazing. And it's funny, I shouldn't really should be calling a kid. He called me a kid, <laughs> as old as he is, but. The game, honestly, was over as soon as tip-off. I mean, hey, honestly, I feel like every single Warriors game, like, they start the game 20-0, like, and, you, and the other teams just got to catch up. Because when it's all said and done, like, this team does not, they play okay in the in the first quarter. I'm not sure why. It's so, it's so weird, them being such a dominant team, why they, I don't know, don't play top tier. Um, to start the game, but you literally have to wait usually to the third quarter, and that's when they'll go crazy, and that's exactly what they did in this game. They waited until the third quarter, and then they started going crazy. And it's so interesting how people have such fear and respect for Curry's three game, but what he's doing driving inside the paint and making these amazing shots, like if we took away Curry you know, being such a threat from three, I think people would more be fascinated by what he's doing inside the paint. Like, a lot of people have the nerve to say that Russell Westbrook is a better point guard than Steph Curry, which is just complete foolery. Steph Curry is the best point guard, and it's not even close. It simply isn't close. Um, What Curry is doing is disgusting, and, and his handles... Yo, I honestly am surprised... Uh, with Chris Paul being the dirty player that he is, he hasn't done something disgusting to Curry. Because Curry has completely embarrassed Chris Paul before, and we have to act like it's not happened. Like, we literally have to act like it did not happen. But <laughs> Curry is just simply what he's doing is disgusting. You have Kevin Durant to back you up. If he starts being uh, not at his best... You have Kevin step up, make a banger of a three, 
will just drive it in and be the I you yes you could say LeBron is the is but when I talk about unstoppable players but the fact of the matter is Kevin can go to lane and if you foul him he's gonna make those two free throws okay with LeBron there's always the chance that you can safely foul him and you can hope that it's one out of you know fifty percent or he may even miss both sadly you know I always I love LeBron but his re- <laughs> him at the free throw line you can't be confident um but when it's all said and done this Warriors team I don't I don't see them losing another game the rest of the rest of the playoffs like as much as I would love to see LeBron get another shot at the Warriors I- I'm a realist okay I'm a LeBron fan. Uh, I sometimes think LeBron's the best player ever played the game, all respect to Jordan. But, but uh, yo, the reality is there's no team that really can stop the Warriors. And so I did a tweet on Twitter last night, and I was like, the Warriors won by 41 points. Can we please just move on? Can we just move to the next season? Let's get to the offseason. Let's, let's get to the good part. Let's get to the offseason because there is simply no way that GSW is losing game for the rest of the playoffs. And let, let's, let's focus on the good headlines that will be developed. LeBron, where are you going? Trey Young, Luka Doncic, what are you guys going to do? Will you guys live up to the hype? Will DeAndre Aiden be as amazing as we hope he will be? What offseason trades will happen? Will the Ball family pop up again? Uh, it's kind of been, it's honestly been weird. I, I've, I've missed them. You know, there was some type of controversy that was happening. A lot of people didn't enjoy their presence. I found I found to be a blast. Especially because, like, ah, man. Mm. I mean, honestly, like, during the midseason, I'm kind of going off course, but during the midseason, a lot of people had hope in Houston. They had the best record. And they ended the season with the best record in the NBA. And what they were doing and what James Harden was doing was simply disgusting. But in this series, except Game 2, James Harden hasn't looked like the MVP that people claim he is. And as far as I'm concerned, man, the MVP, generally speaking, is the second-place trophy to whoever LeBron James wants to let have it. <laughs> if LeBron James played hardcore every single game, that's his trophy every single year. Honestly, the only times that I felt LeBron ha- should not have won the trophy was Derek Derrick Rose's season, but even then LeBron was injured for like twenty games during that season. And the other seasons were Curry's years. Curry was just simply disgusting. He was clearly the best player in the league. And I mean he took the NBA to another level. It made a lot of people that could not dunk be like, oh I'm gonna shoot threes. I mean if you go to any AAU game, like he completely changed the course of how those games are played. Um teams used to run simple offenses. Now it's just Go to the corner, make that banger of a three. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, back back to what I'm saying. Like, a lot of people, oh, they gave Houston a lot of respect. And, you know, people, foolish people, <laughs> like Max Kellerman, you know, uh, Houston, they finally have it. This may be the team that takes down Golden State. And it's, cl- it's clear they are not the team to take down Golden State. Just like it's clear that Toronto was not going to beat the Cavs, and it's such a shame that Toronto got completely embarrassed, and I, and I actually follow a lot of Toronto fans, um, and it's funny because they're like, honestly, with 
the Celtics giving LeBron the difficulty that he is having, and I don't like to call the Cavaliers the Cavaliers because as far as I'm concerned, they're the LeBron Jameses um, because this team without LeBron, they're worse than the Suns. They may have the first round, they may have the first draft pick without LeBron. Okay, and somehow they're going to be taken to the finals. That's how disgusting LeBron James is as a player, and we all know this. But I'm sorry, I, I completely, I, I'm just, just, just completely blown away by the words, and, and this happens over and over again. I don't know how this, I don't know how, I don't, I really don't know how this team keeps on blowing me away. But um, hey, if you if you watch the NBA for the decent amount of time I have, I'm not that old. I'm only only 18. Um, it's funny because I grew up on Kobe and being a Lakers fan um, because that's what, that's what my family was. That's what my dad heavily was. And all the Lakers had to fear were like the Kings at one point with the, the man that's now commentating the Warriors games. Um, Chris Webber and, you know, Paige Stock. And they had to worry about the Spurs, which honestly, no, that's a legit team. But I'm just saying, like, compared to what, compared to what the West is now, what people need to understand is the Rockets are not, like, if someone got introduced to the NBA, like, just a couple of years ago, and, and, and looked at what the Warriors were doing, and they saw a team like the Rockets, they would think the team like the Rockets are trash. The way that they're getting blown out by 41 points, y'all. 41? And it's just like, how do you... How do you have hope? You know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, what, what do you look forward to? What do you look forward to as a fan? Me, personally, honestly, each offseason, that's why I bring up the offseason, I look forward to what team is going to be put together to at least give us some hope of them beating the Warriors, right? And, I mean... People judge Kevin Durant for his decision, but his decision is, as far as I'm concerned, the best decision he ever made. I mean, come on. Legacies are made of rings. If LeBron had won those... he's think LeBron has been to seven straight finals. And people will not give LeBron or give LeBron the edge over Michael... One of the main reasons is because he does not have the same ring amount or count as Michael. If he had five, if he'd won those championships that he lost, and he had five or six rings close to Michael, there would be it would be very hard for Michael fans to fight. It'd be very hard for them to build up an argument. But he doesn't, and it's because of teams like the Warriors popping up. But in and but it's again. The Warriors do not happen. Kevin Durant does not make that decision without LeBron making the decision to go to South Beach to build his own super team. And honestly, I think the, the most foolish thing I ever, ever heard LeBron say, and you know, I'm not surprised. Not, I'm not kind of surprised. I'm kind of surprised he said it. But he said that I've never been on a super team, which is just, come on, man. That's just foolish. Draymond Green responded to that comment. And he said, I mean, my guy, like, I mean, simple fact, you're the one that the only reason why we're doing this is because of you. You know, a lot of people didn't have the balls of the gumption or thought that it would taint their legacy, which some people view as tainting KDs. But come on, man, when we get older, 
we're really not going to talk. I mean, some people will still be like, oh, KD joined the Broken Warriors. But when it's all said and done, man, they're all going to be looking at KD's rings. And the way things are going, Kevin Durant's going to have three rings on side. He's definitely getting a ring this year. It's it's interesting to me because, like, Kevin Durant's going to get a second ring. He's going to put him only, like, one ring behind LeBron. Curry will get his third ring. And, you know, I, the reason I won't bring up Clay and Draymond because they'll never get to LeBron's legacy level or, like, you know. But Curry, I guess, is the closest. Even then, injuries have just suffered his status and his amazingness in his career. But... Look, Curry will have the same amount of rings as LeBron, and that and that's tough. I mean, it puts LeBron in a, in a in a difficult position. Me personally, I would love LeBron to stay in Cleveland, but I just don't see it happening. I just don't see the possibility of LeBron um, staying in Cleveland. If he stays in Cleveland, it's really because he's he's happy that his family is situated. They don't want to leave. They don't want to move. And they're good. Like, they're good. LeBron, I was listening to this interview with Rich Rich Paul in it. And, you know, that's LeBron's agent, if you guys don't know. And he was saying, like, LeBron has turned down multiple deals. Money-making deals. Because he doesn't need the money. And, he, and he's right. LeBron doesn't need the money, man. LeBron's right now giving out tons of scholarships to kids in Akron. The man's a philanthropist. He does not need the money. And at this point, though, you do wonder, will he ever catch Michael? In my opinion, I think he's neck and neck. One thing that that one thing that disturbs me is that, honestly, is like his, the free throws. I'm fine with his three-pointer being iffy because it's been coming together lately. It's been coming together nicely. But the free throws, that's what kills me. I just, every, he had, luckily for him, he hasn't been in many situations where he had, he's had to make clutch free throws. He was in a clutch free throw situation one time this season where he had to make, I think, three. It was all, I think it was all three. And he missed, I think, the, the, he made the first and he missed the second. If he made all three, they would go to overtime. But yeah, I mean, he just didn't pull it off. So that's the thing with LeBron is that, like, Michael Michael really didn't have a flaw in his game. Defense was on point. Three's on point. I mean, the three was isn't what it is now, what it was then. But it doesn't it didn't stop him from draining them, especially when he needed to. And the game was a lot more physical. LeBron with his body build definitely could have adapted. But if it, if it was as physical as then, I don't think he plays as long or is as effective long term as he is now. Man's just putting millions of dollars into his body. Um, and the result right now is down 2-1 to the rookie Celtics. And that's not no shot at the Celtics. Like, the Celtics are a completely amazing team, but you're down 2-1, my guy. And I do think that they will pull a win out tonight. And, yeah, let, let's get in get into that. So, you have a game four that, honestly, I feel like is going to hold control and way of the series. And if LeBron is able to win this game with contributions from his teammates, because this is a team sport, and one thing that this series has taught us is that is this is a team sport. The Pacers series, um, it kind of taught it. No, I really didn't teach that. It was like it was it was like a footer. <laughs> it was like a footer. Like LeBron still was able to control that series by himself. And then the Raptors, the baby dinosaurs, LeBron toe, whatever you want to call them, they honestly just can't get over the fact that LeBron's on the other side. 
I mean, two years ago, DeMar DeRozan said, and it was like the weakest moment of like Raptors history as far as I'm concerned. They had LeBron, we didn't. If we had LeBron on our team, we would have won. Like that just, whew, pshoo, just shoot yourself. <laughs> like just pull the trigger, my, my man. Like that, that's tough. Um, but yeah, I mean, versus the Celtics, they're playing a legit team. The Celtics were not supposed to make it this far. And sidebar on the Celtics, the Celtics honestly give me the only hope for a team that can challenge the Warriors with Brad Stevens as the head coach. Okay, here are my theories. Here are the teams that this offseason, unless something major happens, that can alter the Warriors, I guess, not basically just win all the rings they want, Dynasty, etc. Okay, um, I don't think the Rockets getting LeBron will alter it at all. If they would, if they, if they even are able to pull off signing LeBron, their cap's going to be completely screwed. They're not going to be able to sign any good bench players. LeBron and Chris Paul are, are aged players. LeBron is LeBron, but Chris Paul is Chris Paul. Okay, he's not the most clutchest player, and I'm sure his play, especially with him being as small as he is, will go down the older he gets. And with not having a good bench, they're going to rely on them heavily during the playoffs. And I'm not sure how they're going to pull it off. And honestly, I don't think that's a that's a good thing. Um, matter of fact, let's bring up teams that won't work as well. Sixers, I don't think that they beat the Warriors. I think they honestly could make it work. If he went to the Sixers, honestly, it's pretty disgusting. Cause here's my thought process. Okay, if he goes to the if he goes to the Sixers, you have Ben Simmons as your point guard. You throw. I think Redick Redick would take less money to play with LeBron. Who wouldn't take less money to play with LeBron? We saw what how Shane Battier, uh, Ray Allen, etc. took less money to play with LeBron. I mean, even the stars took less. LeBron, you take less money. Cause you you know your chances of winning a ring go from like zero to 100 you know what i'm saying zero to 100 real quick shout out to drizzy <laughs> um but you have ben simmons point guard jj reddick shooting guard you have lebron as the power forward i'm skip. i'm skipping shooting forward and then you have joel and beat center because the reason i skip shooting forward because that's either going to be covington's or the better one is paul george and the best one is Kawhi leonard you guys get what i'm saying and which these are all very possible. So let me say this right now: Robin Covington in that position, Warriors win. I give, I got Warriors in six. Paul George in that position, I got Warriors in seven. Playoff P is a myth. <laughs> That's all I got. Playoff P is a myth. Kawhi in that position, I got. I don't know. Six is in. I, it depends. That's such a wild card, though. Kawhi is such a wild card. We don't know if he's that. If we don't know if he's peak, if that was peak Kawhi we saw. We don't. It's funny though. It's so weird that people. I, I, as I'm thinking about, it, I was asking that question myself. And honestly, even when Kawhi came back for those few games and he was quote unquote not at his best, Mans was still averaging like I think it was like 20 points a game. It may have low low has been like 16, but he was still putting up average play numbers. And here's my thing. Uh, average player numbers aren't that bad like I'm not saying that of course you would need Kawhi to be back to Kawhi but it's not like he was he's completely unable to play or like as people viewed him as and uh, it was such a shame I was really hoping he'd make this like phantom phantom oh breaking news from ESPN let's see Andre Iguodala doubtful for game four versus the Rockets while venturing on my day uh this isn't a thing <laughs> Um, that that's not gonna be serious. That was that was that was false. That was fake news. 
was fake breaking news. <laughs> um, but yeah. But okay, so yeah, anyway, if Kawhi is able to come back as Kawhi, hey, I honestly give the Sixers a shot. And I and I would pick him in six. I would pick him in six. I would legit be pretty excited to see that series. So, but yeah, I mean, the chances of that happening, like, there's a, that's, a, that's a big variable. Chances of that happening is very small. I think I even saw this one thing that could potentially happen, which was like, and it was possible. Pretty scary, honestly. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and LeBron James. If that happens, I got, I got sixes and five, maybe four. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm running. I'm. Oh my lord, that's that that that'd be too scary. But yeah. Anyway, that's that's very very some chance of happening. Okay, so let me let me beat Thanos and bring hit y'all with that reality. So the reality is that. The Warriors have caused this, and they're completely disgusting. But if, we, as I said earlier, if you want to backtrack, LeBron's the one that really caused this. So blame him if you if you really are mad at Katie, you need to get go back to being mad at LeBron. Okay. Um. So. That being said, the teams that a team that honestly would have a chance, I feel, is if LeBron went to San Antonio. And the reason I feel like if LeBron went to San Antonio. Hmm. We'll be right after. We'll be right back on this commercial break, <laughs> and we're back, back, back. <laughs> but yeah, no, for real. Um, the Spurs, with the system that they have, with Popovich as the head coach, and LeBron has always spoke about how he admires Popovich. If the Spurs are able to convince Kawhi to stay, I mean. I honestly feel you have to give them a shot. And you may be like, okay, him and Kawhi and who else? Honestly, I feel like they could they could challenge him just with him and Kawhi. Like, I really do feel like that would be a major impact. So the starting lineup would be like, let me see. Hold up. I got to pull up the starting point guard. I, I think of Patty Mills, but I'm pretty sure he's not the starting point. I'm pretty sure he's off the bench. I did not watch enough Spurs basketball this year. I'm not even gonna lie, but I'll start with the 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 three, the three, the the three, the bottom three, because you know that's just how it's gonna be. That's that's the one that everyone's gonna talk about. We're just gonna be Lamarcus Aldridge at center, LeBron James at power forward, and then you put Kawhi at shooting forward. Um, honestly, I feel like Popovich would have a lot of fun with that. I think you could hide LeBron. Not wanting to play the best defense in that. Um, at least I definitely do think he'd find a way. And you have Danny Green, DeJounte Murray. You you still have Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili probably coming off the bench. Like, they would have a legit bench. It doesn't matter how old these players get. It clearly makes no difference. They come in and they ball. Okay, so the starting shoot, uh, point guard is Jonte Murray, and the starting uh, is Patty Mills. All right, great. So you put wow, this is a, that was uh, this. Is what I'm saying this would be a scary team. You put Lamarcus Aldridge in center. You throw LeBron in power forward. Kawhi comes back to small forward. I mean, honestly, I I do think that's a team that can challenge the Warriors six six to seven games. Six to seven games. Whoever wins, honestly, I would not be able to make a prediction. I would need to see how those teams were in the playoffs. How they were performing in the playoffs before I could make a prediction on that. That honestly is the only legitimate team 
and the only legitimate thing that I think could happen, even then that's a long shot. But yeah, uh, as far as teams that could beat the Warriors that feature LeBron, because when it's all said and done, I feel like LeBron's the only one that can beat the Warriors, like the only player that gives people hope, salvation, that this Titan, because he's Thanos, he's the Thanos of the NBA, that can take down the Avengers. Even though the Warriors are certainly the villains and not the heroes. <laughs> um, but yeah, aside from that, we move to the Celtics. And the Celtics are very interesting because you have to consider the fact, look at what the Celtics are able to accomplish without Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. The Celtics are doing so good that some crazy Celtic fans are like, okay, so what trade options do we have? <laughs> like, that's how good the Celtics are right now. They want to they look at what, what trading options they have for Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. And then there is the looming thing that's always looming of Anthony Davis joining the Celtics. A lot of people are forgotten, but Cousins could be moving as well. I don't think, I think Cousins would have to join either an already amazing team like, like the Celtics or another player would have to join with Cousins to them for them to make an impact. And even then, I mean, I'd have to see it to believe it. But you have... The Celtics. And the Celtics would have as their starting lineup, potentially. Let's think about this. It's interesting because you put Kyrie at point guard, and then you got to figure out who should be the starting shooting guard. Should it be Jason or Jalen? Honestly, that is a tough decision to make because both of them are ballers, and both of them are amazing at the position. The only other thing that's clearly on mock you got Gordon Hayward. The Celtics fans will lose their minds if they like Gordon Hayward, okay? The Celtics fans need Gordon Hayward for their salvation. Um, and then at power forward, I mean... Well, actually, no, no, no. Actually, let me take that back. No, no, no. They can shift that. So, okay. Okay, actually, screw that. You put Kyrie at point guard. You put... I, put, I would put Jason at shooting guard. Jalen at shooting forward. You put um, power forward as Hayward, and then you throw Al Horford as the center. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the broken lineup right there. And, and the cra- the crazy thing is, the great coach that Brad Stevens is, he could, could switch it up, have one of them sit on the bench so one of them can help and get, give great minutes. But they're so loaded. Basically, my point is, this team is so loaded. And they have the assets to even make a trade for a player like Kawhi. This team is going to come out the East next year unless some major injury happens again or some player doesn't come back how they were because of their injury but there's nothing stopping this team next year I I guess if LeBron joins the Sixers as the team I talked about yesterday that's the only team that gives them some type of "Mm, do they really make it you know but the Celtics in my in my opinion are definitely the favorites going next year and really should be on everyone's minds as the it team. And if you want to think of a team that actually had a chance which the Warriors like constructed as now, like had the assets now, then it is the Celtics. The Celtics literally every single game, especially with the garden behind them. I mean, I make the I make the case that the Celtics every single game they're playing is like six on five. Brad Stevens is the sixth member on the team. He's the sixth man. And he doesn't have to play any minutes. And then you add the Boston crowd behind it. That's seven versus five. Or even if you want to just give 
Brad Stevens having, they still got an advantage. They got an extra man on the floor. And it's, and it's apparent that the home crowd gives them some type of vibes. Because they are undefeated in the playoffs at home thus far. Away is a whole different story. <laughs> but at home, they're getting it done. They are getting it done. And, you know, with this young team, you definitely do have to, you, you definitely do have to worry. I think that Steve Kerr is a great coach, but he's definitely not as good of a coach as Brad Stevens. And I think Brad Stevens will come up with a defensive scheme to compete against the Warriors. So one thing that has interested me, as much as I want LeBron to be in the finals because legacy and everything, a lot of people think if he loses to Golden State, that hurts his legacy. My thing is, I feel like him being able to say he made it to eight straight finals, you know, continue the, the straight finals thing is honestly more important. Because, I mean, even LeBron would probably know that, like, being the Warriors, he needs some type of, like, 50-point games every single game and needs Jared Smith to play, you know, play a game where, he, you know, he can't, Jared Smith can't have a game where he's scoring zero points, okay? Okay, he's barely getting away with that in the, in the Eastern Conference Finals. What a monstrosity he is. I honestly got, you know, I, I, got, I felt some type of way about JR doing all that flexing. Man's only still score 11 points. But you would sweat a god. Man had 20. Sweat a god. Um, but that's JR for you. But yeah, so you have the Celtics on the come up. And one thing, you know, as, as I said, I, as much as I would love LeBron to advance, make it to the finals and everything, which would be, what would be interesting is to see how the Celtics would do versus the Warriors. Is there any type of defensive scheme that Brad Stevens could try out or give, throw a little taste, not, not preview the whole thing, because if, if Brad Stevens only is the genius that he is, the mastermind that we that we perceive him to be, then you just throw a little taste. You don't show him the full package. You don't make the full course meal. You, you go to McDonald's and you give him some fries and a burger and shake. You don't take him out for some caviar, my guy. You know, you, you want to show the Warriors that you're there, but you don't want to show them everything, okay? You want to give them a little tease, but you don't want to go on Pornhub. <laughs> Like, I mean, the fact of the matter is that team would be the underdog by, I mean, any team be, go any team from the East, the Cavs or, or the Boston Celtics right now, they're underdogs, okay? And, I mean, if the tease works and you're like, for some reason, I mean, Meteor hits the Earth, Earthquake happens during the game and you're up 2-0 in the series, then maybe you give them the whole package. But in my opinion, you just give them a little taste. You figure out what makes the Warriors tick. You come back next year and install the full thing. You drop the whole package. And hopefully it works. <laughs> because uh, when it's all said and done, there's the worst. All you got to do is hope. As we saw, Dan Tony figured something out in game two. Game three, clearly that did not work. They lost by 41, y'all. I said this earlier. I'll say it again. They lost by 41. What the fuck? What the fuck? It's the Western Conference Finals, guys. The Western Conference Finals is known for heavy, loaded, good games, close games, defensive games. Then the Warriors came along and started beating teams by 41 points. <laughs> I'm just saying. Drafts coming up. I'm really excited about Luka. I'm really excited about the Dantrix kid. I'm really excited. He just won the final your league final four. He took the MVP. He's doing he's basically making his final world tour. Okay, he's on a world tour right now. 
He's coming to the States, though. Luke's coming. He's coming. I feel like he'll live to the hype more than Lonzo. A lot of people say Lonzo didn't live to the hype. But in my opinion, Lonzo... Yeah, he didn't live to the hype. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. LeVar... But LeVar set set impossible standards up for... If you remove LeVar's standards and you and you listen to the, what the analyst had him as, he did okay. He did okay. When it's all said that, guys, you got to remember, man, he's a rookie. They have pressure on this man like he just won a ring. He's a rookie, guys. Come on. Let's be realistic here. But, yeah, so Luka I'm really excited about. Aiden, the Suns, honestly, I, I feel like have... The Suns are interesting because I think it's pretty clear they should be picky Dantics. They've picked the head coach literally for him. And... The rumors are that they're going to offer Clint Capella during the offseason a max offer sheet. Which, by the way, if I'm Clint Capella, you take that offer sheet. You get that money, my guy. Get that money, my guy. Because if I'm Clint Capella, let's look at the facts. You aren't beating the Warriors. Get the cash. Get the dough. Go Go to the Suns. Worst comes to worst. The Rockets, for some reason, match that, which they never should. Because all you're going to do is average, be an average team, be a team with Mike D'Antoni that always is amazing in the regular season. You may even beat the Warriors and wins again. But in the playoffs, y'all still losing by 41 points. Okay? But <laughs> but anyway, you get Clint Capella, if you're the Suns, you have Luka, and you still have Trevor Booker. Well, not Trevor Booker. Yeah, you have the Booker kid. That team, I'm not going to say it makes the playoffs, but they contend for the playoff spot. No, that's a pretty good team. I think a pick and roll with Luka and then, I mean, it depends. Yeah, yeah, no. You have Luka at point guard. You got a nice developing talent in Josh Jackson as well. Other than, I mean, your team's due to, of course, aside from those three. But, hey, you can make it work. You can make it work. I think... If it was in the East, they definitely I would call them a playoff team. But the West, it, the West, it's a rough thing because the West had a team loaded with Towns, Andrew Wiggins, and Jimmy Butler make the AFC. Now, admittedly, they probably would have been like seventh or sixth or even fifth because Butler was injured. But still, they acted like a team that was eighth, you know, versus the Rockets. The Rockets just. It was really bad. Derrick Rose, the go, by the way, hashtag love Derrick Rose for life, was the best player on that team for that playoff series. I'm so glad he was, though, because, you know, he definitely guaranteed himself a contract for next season when people weren't even thinking about not even, like, touching him, which I just felt was, like, disrespectful, but understandable at the same time, you know? But, you know, enough with the... (laughs) Enough with the uh, Derrick Rose side action, but... The Suns could make themselves legit contenders as soon as they add Doncic, especially if they're most likely going to get Clint Capella next season as well. I feel if you add Aiden, you're still building. You're still in that rebuilding mode. Because there's no point guard that's going to be, or no legit point guard that can take Doncic's spot that's going to be joining your team. So take a, take a, take a guy that's going to want the money like Clint. At least I feel like he should if he's smart want the money. And have your team and your playoff drought, I'd say. Or at least have a little bit of a chance to end the playoff drought. 
My thing is, the Suns are not going to be putting out in the media that they're going to be offering Clint Capella a max contract if they're planning on tanking a few more seasons. It's clear that this team feels like they got the pick. This is the pick for the draft. And also, admittedly, next year doesn't look like that great of a draft as this year is. But things could change, turn around, we'll see. But for now, if you're the Suns, you definitely want to make sure that you drop that offer. You drop that offer. For sure. Yeah, I definitely would. Anyway, guys, uh, we're going to wrap up the podcast. It's the first podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. Do let me know on Twitter at NJMP6 what you guys would like me to discuss in the future podcast episodes, what topics you would like me to cover. Um, It can be not anything, but it could be everything. Uh, It's your boy Riff, your boy NJMP, and I hope you guys enjoyed the first episode of The Culture. I'm out. Peace.